welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. Okay, welcome to Dining on a Dime. Today's show is all about foods around the USA. Our listeners in California, Texas, uh, Florida listens every week. I uh, just want to let you guys know this one is for you. Uh, first 15 minutes are going to talk about the most popular foods in every state. Then the second, third, and fourth 15-minute segments are going to talk about our favorite foods from the traveling we have done and the favorite restaurants we have been to around the USA. We're recording this show on Election Day, so hopefully you guys have gone out and voted uh, by the time you listen to this show. And that is why we're concentrating today's focus is foods around America. Let's get started. Most popular food in Alabama, they say, is cheese grits. So, hello, Alabama. Mobile listens. Uh, in Alaska, salmon. Everyone knew that. Mm-hmm. Arizona, they just put uh, generic Mexican foods are the popular thing in Arizona. Arkansas. Now, here's this. How would you like to be living in Arkansas and uh, the most popular food is cheese dip? Cheese dip. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't know what that, you know. Uh, California In-N-Out. Have you been to In-N-Out Burger, Matt? I have been to In-N-Out Burger. What was your opinion? I go, I think, uh, two or three times every time that I can make it out uh, to the West Coast. I I think it's just a really good classic-style hamburger or cheeseburger. And... I think the key, and that's something you can almost you can take at home, is slathering that beef patty in mustard before Ooh, you cook it. Nice, because that's the secret behind that sort of unique taste that they get. And we just had uh, several listeners in California for our last show, so hello, California, Colorado, beef enchiladas are popular. Mm. Connecticut, New Haven pizza. Now, is that's the confusion I have? Do you know anything about it, New Haven pizza? Is that a particular pizza style, or is that a place? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think that that's a particular uh, style of pizza. It's now. Uh, here's the thing, Matt. Yeah. I go down to Delaware often. If, you, if we were in the Philadelphia area, for our listeners around the world, but I can tell you that I've been to Delaware often, and they say Delaware the most popular food is chicken, which I don't, which I didn't know. Uh, Florida, they just give you a generic Cuban food. I've been down to Florida. I've been to Tampa. I've been to Orlando. Definitely a Cubano sandwich is definitely 10 grades higher. I don't know why. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I I don't know why. I mean, if you get all the way down to Miami, then it's as close as you can get to the island. I would agree. The most popular food in Georgia, peach cobbler. I think everybody knew that. Mm -hmm. Most popular food in Hawaii was listed as spam which, uh, you know, is an old favorite, right? Yeah. Uh, it keeps. It keeps, right? <laughs> Idaho, obviously, potatoes. These are the most popular food in each state. Uh, Illinois just has meat. Is that because Chicago's a big steak town, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a big beef town. and But when I think of Chicago, right. I think of a specific, I think of the Italian beef sandwich. Oh, okay. I think of that it's like a like a sliced roast beef sandwich. Uh, they don't usually put cheese on it, I believe. Okay, but they dip it 
straight into the jus, right? And they soak it. So you get a very messy, you know, a very uh, wet sandwich. Okay. Indiana, they say that your most popular food, sugar cream pie, which I've never had. Sounds good. Yeah, that. Uh, Iowa, they say it's corn on the cob in Iowa, which is obvious. Kansas, the state of Kansas, uh, they say is bread. So that's interesting. Uh, Kentucky, obviously, it says fried chicken, Mm -hmm. right? Louisiana, obviously, crawfish. A lot of these are obvious. Uh, Maine, they say your most popular dish is lobster. Uh, Maryland, they say crab, which I'm pretty much obvious, all these. Uh, Massachusetts, clam chowder. What is your secret to a good clam chowder? Have you ever made New England clam chowder? Oh, well, uh, chowder can be a little bit difficult. I think getting the right level of cream uh, just sort of... Yeah, that that's always difficult, and then making sure that there has that there's enough bite in the rest of it, because y- you don't want your potatoes to just be bland, right? Right. right. And uh, you know, there's a debate how much clam do you use. I personally want more clam. I want as much clam as you can stuff in the chowder. Some people <laughs> like less. Some people just What's your like. What's opinion the- on potatoes in chowder? Do you like a lot of potatoes, little potatoes? I like. I come from the chunky soup generation. Oh, okay, there you go. So, so I like a nice, hearty, full soup. Nice. Okay. I want it to be bordering on a stew. Michigan to our listeners in Michigan. We have a lot of listeners in Michigan. Actually, they're saying your uh, most popular food is cherries. Minnesota surprised me. Our good friends in Minnesota. They listen tater tots. Now, let me ask you a question. Yes. How can we jazz up our tater tots? I mean, obviously, it looks like most places... I just had tater tots today. Most places are probably giving it to you out of the bag. Is I mean, there any way to jazz them? You can't make them from, your, from yourself, can you? If you head on down to Arkansas, okay. I mean, they've got plenty of that cheese dip they can share. Yeah, <laughs> right. Put the cheese dip yeah. on top. Yeah, but, but I, I love melting a little cheese. I mean, sour cream, natural pear with potatoes. Uh I also I love uh, like buffalo sauce and potatoes. Okay, there are a lot of different uh, ways you can make it into like a almost like a buffalo chicken tot platter. Nice, right? You put a little pulled chicken on there, maybe some fried chicken, sprinkle it around some blue cheese crumbles, or maybe a blue cheese sauce, or you could put ranch on there if you prefer. You know, some chopped scallions, and then boom, you got yourself a whole dish. And here's a nice plug for our YouTube channel. We actually have a great YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's called Food and Beverage Information Station, and I used to do a show that on that for that station. It's still on there, uh, where I used to teach people where did their food come from, and I learned that tater tots. It's a fascinating story. It's on that channel, Food and Beverage Information Station on YouTube. I did a show that taught you. It's called. It was called Foodie Squared, and the show just for the YouTube channel taught you. That uh, tater tots are uh, is the part of the potato that they used to throw away for years, mm-hmm. and they made it into tater tots. So that was interesting. Mississippi, our good friends down in Mississippi, biscuits and gravy. I'll tell you what, you give me a good biscuits and gravy, and you have me sold. Uh, so I love uh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, I uh, there was a, a comedian, uh, Jim Gaffigan, and he always said that. Part of the reasons why things seem to go a little bit slower in the South 
is because you're having things like biscuits and gravy for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, that is heavy food. Yeah, it's it so heavy. good. But there's no, you're not running after that. You're, you're not hustling to get anywhere. <laughs> and then Missouri, mm-hmm. I mean, barbecue. Everyone knows Missouri is the spot. So mm-hmm. Missouri, we love you. Love your barbecue. Montana has Rocky Mountain Oysters. I would like to try those. Have do, you ever had them? Do we have to explain to the crowd well, what ahead. Rocky Mountain Yeah, <laughs> Matt is our expert. Well, uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters uh, is... How do I put this delicately? <laughs> it is a fried bull testicle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there are not river oysters out there in Montana or in the Rockies. So uh, you're not going to be shucking them uh, at all. But this is a... Uh, it's very chewy, and it's, I mean, it's got a beefy sort of taste, texture to it, but it's, once you know, it's just weird, and there's, I still don't have a good reason is that what for John eating De- it. Is that what John Denver was singing about? <laughs> Did you rock him out? And I, all right, let's go to uh, Nebraska. Runzas. Have you ever heard of Runzas? Nebraska, please email us. Runzas are the Nebraska. R-U-N-Z-A-S. Nevada, most popular thing is buffets, obviously. Uh, and when I went out to Las Vegas, uh, my favorite buffet was the... Uh, uh, now I can't remember. It's uh, the one, uh, the fancy hotel out there. Uh, <laughs> what is that called? I can't remember the name. What's the big one? Win, uh, Win, Win, oh, Las okay. Vegas. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire cider donuts. I'll tell you what, you give me a good cider donut, that would be great. Mm-hmm. And once again, we're recording this on the election day, so this episode is about foods across America. We are literally naming people are probably like, Why is that guy reading? We're reading the list of the most popular foods in all 50 states. I've got a clarification for oh, Nebraska, Runza. yeah. Okay. So, Runza is a sort of a yeast dough. It's like a bread pocket, okay? Right, that that's filled typically with like beef, uh, cabbage, sauerkraut, onions. It's kind of an Eastern European Russian meat pocket. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I, ooh, I, that sounds great. Yeah. Nebraska, please mail us <laughs> some runzas. Uh, New Jersey saltwater taffy. Everybody knows. Even the people in Philadelphia and our area say, "Oh, I'm going to go down and get saltwater taffy." I just wish it was a food, right? Right, yeah. instead of a candy. <laughs> True. New Mexico are, is known for their green chiles. Oh, yeah. Uh, New York bagels. Uh, what's the thing here? What is going on with the New York bagels? We got a lot of uh, bagel places in Philadelphia that brag that they have New York. I guess it's a thicker bagel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a particular style of making them. Personally, I'm a Montreal style bagel. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. I, I, lo- I love a Montreal style bagel, but... You know, New York, I'll give them their due. They do bagels well. Okay. They do. And uh, North Carolina pork barbecue. I'm, I, I've had some Carolina barbecue. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Um, North Dakota, you guys are known for your bison burgers. Have you ever, you know, I tried bison for the first time at a bison burger. Blew me away. Yeah. I, I really like bison. It's a nice, lean meat. Uh if you're looking to eat less traditional beef, bison right. is something that I think you could easily sub in for it. Unfortunately, it goes against the theme of our show. Yeah, right, right, uh, right. It's a little more expensive, but 
as a splurge, it might be worth it. I hear you. And uh, uh, Ohio Buckeyes, which I guess the college team, right? Yeah, uh, and a Buckeye is a uh, it's a nut that oh. comes off of a tree. How about that? Yeah. Oklahoma, you guys are known for chicken fried steak, which I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. I love me some chicken fried steak. Put that gravy on it. Um, Oregon is the Marion Berry Pie. Oregon, we love you. You listen all the time. Marion Berry Pie. Pennsylvania, obviously, the most popular item is cheesesteaks. Uh, Rhode Island is clam cakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina is sweet tea. I got to be honest with you. I hate homemade tea. <laughs> So you're not getting me with that one. I don't like it. Uh, South Dakota. Oh, here's one you can look up. South Dakota is popular for Kutchen. K-U-T-C-H-E-N. Kutchen. Let's look that one up. Matt's going to look it up. Tennessee is known for hot chicken. I went down to Nashville in 2015. I went to Hattie B's, and I had me the most amazing hot chicken sandwich. Uh, Shout out to Hattie B's in Nashville. Texas was a Tex-Mex. Uh, Utah is... Oh, check this out. Mm-hmm. Utah has a... Uh, is known for Jello. Who would have thought? Jello. Oh. Jello is uh, popular in Utah. Vermont, obviously, is maple syrup. Virginia is popular for apples. Washington, Matt, is popular for fa, which I thought was interesting. Okay, that would make sense. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's on the West Coast, so it's probably has a very high population of, right. you know, Asian or Asian immigrants. So that, that would be centered sort of in that area of the country. West Virginia, pepperoni roll, which sounds good. I could go for one of those. Uh, we're down to our last two. Wisconsin, you guys are known for cheese. Ah, I knew that, right? Mm-hmm. And then Wyoming is popular for beef jerky. Yes. So that's that's we just did all 50 states. I know it sounded like I was reading at a library, but that was all 50 states. Most popular food, Matt, go ahead. And our South Dakotans, the Kutchen is a uh, it's a cake or sort of a sweet dessert uh, that's layered with, you know, a nice ganache or fruit oh, filling. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a German origin. They're like cake, uh, coffee and Kutchen. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if you guys want to send us some Kutchen. <laughs> Send that coochie my way. <laughs> All right, so those were the most popular foods in each state. Uh, today is election day that we're recording the show, so we wanted to do something patriotic. Uh, we're about to go to break, and we're about to send it to Matt for a commercial break. But uh, when we come back, we will be talking about our favorite restaurants in each state. So if you're living around the country or the world, you can uh, find out what our favorite, personal favorites, restaurants are in each state that we have visited. So let's go to Matt for his commercial break, and we'll be back. Sporting Chance Podcast. Crack one open and give this podcast a chance. It is a weekly rundown of Philly sports, a dive into craft beer, and a peek at the sports memorabilia collection of Matthew Maratea which is also me. Join me as I am a lifelong fan, a craft beer industry worker, and a sports writer as I'm trying to tie together all of my passions for give you, the listeners, a refreshing look at the world of sports and beer. You can tune in on iTunes, 
uh, Anchor, Spotify, and any number of other podcasting apps. So be sure to check it out and look for it weekly, the Sporting Chance Podcast. All right, that was Matt with his commercial. We are back. Uh, this next 15 minutes, we're going to have a just a off-the-script conversation. I think people were kind of bored with me reading a script <laughs> in the first uh, 15 minutes. But this, uh, this uh, next 15 minutes, we're going to go to Matt Maritea, and he's going to tell you some of the places he's visited across the United States and some of his favorite uh, foods and mm -hmm. uh, restaurants. And then I'll tell you mine. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I've had the great fortune to be able to travel a lot through, you know, whether it's to go visit friends or for, you know, different opportunities like radio conferences and then just traveling because I played hockey, uh, you know, through most of my life. So I've gotten to see. Uh, a decent slice uh, of the country and you know ah, I love eating everybody's got to eat but I particularly love the activity and uh, yeah I, I quite enjoy being able to travel and get out on the road and I think I always you know I do my best to avoid the chain restaurants when I go from state to state so I think I get a pretty decent slice at, you know, uh, the average dining life. And what I like, too, Matt, is when I travel, I don't travel often. I can yeah. – uh, but uh, I, I do not waste my time at uh, fast food chains or whatever because I want to experience the place I travel to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you do also. Yeah, I know the um, – uh, like the last place that I went to before, uh, I guess, you know, things sort of got shut down was I was out in L.A. And, I mean, really, is there a better place – to get tacos. Wow. I mean, because there's this little restaurant. Uh, they have a couple different locations around, like, the L.A. County area. It's called King Taco. And they make the traditional street tacos in the most truly authentic way, right, where it's almost bite size. Right, like the oh, okay, like the size of a taco you get at a Taco Bell is just – it's like an Americanized – version of it but they have bite-sized tacos the meat is cooked on spits in the back they have the specific you know styles of cooking the al pastor is incredible uh the the chicharrones also those two are my favorites they've got the red and the green salsas and you could eat you know six before you even blink an eye you're like oh god uh you know what i could have two more yeah why wow not? that's awesome and uh I believe it was Redding, California. We just had uh, double-digit listeners over there in Redding. Oh, yeah. so, uh, so hello, yeah. uh, everybody. Uh, Matt, what do you think was your favorite, though, in L.A.? What was your favorite? Well, I mean, in L.A. Uh, now, I will go back on sort of the fast food chain thing and say, you know, I love getting in and out uh, when I am out there. And I just, you know, it's a very different you know, atmosphere and style out there. But I think it has to be, you know, when I can get the street tacos. Nice. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to eat while I'm there. Now, in, you know, it's a little bit different. Like, say I go to Dallas. So I also went there, gosh, over a year ago now. And yeah, there, it's pretty close. I mean, I went to one barbecue spot, and then I went to one, like, sort of authentic Tex-Mex spot. I stuffed my face at both. You know, I could. They barely got me out the door. I had to roll <laughs> out. But 
I think somebody told me I haven't been to Dallas, yeah. but somebody told me it's a very affluent area. Like uh, a lot of your wealthy live out there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty nice town, definitely, and, and I really liked. Uh, they they do a lot more dry rub. They do a lot less sauce in Texas, so everything you get has to be cooked and still has to be you know nice and moist. Uh, so that that was really delicious uh, from a barbecue standpoint, and I always like that. But the I guess the Tex-Mex food, right? And they sort of have that blend of the Texan style with the Mexican style, and. Uh, I mean, it's a burrito that I think I still have dreams about because uh, you get it smothered and covered and it's whoa, delicious. Awesome. Yeah. And what would you say was your favorite spot of your all your traveling, all that traveling you've done, which is several places? Uh, what would you list as your top foodie place that you were at? Uh, That's a tough question. Yeah, I am playing <laughs> playing Mike Wallace here. <laughs> Well, I mean, really, I think if you look at it from the standpoint of a traveler, I think there's really no better place to eat or no place where you can get a, a wider experience of really, really good food uh, from multiple different, you know, ethnic backgrounds, you know, and you have that, you know, disparity where you can get the cheap eats and the high end restaurant. I, I think it's Philadelphia. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the check? <laughs> well, I mean, a, as someone Sounds who, like someone paid you yeah. all. <laughs> well, you see, but the thing is, I am from New Jersey. I was born and raised in Jersey. So going into Philadelphia, I was, you know, for a good part of, a good part of my life, I, I felt more like a tourist, right? I felt like someone who, you know, was going to visit. Right. So I just... A lot of the significant like eating experiences, I, I can almost sort of tie back to the city. You know, whether it's you know my first Delisandro's cheesesteak, there's that. But then, you know, uh, there's like my right, first high end meal let, with let, the Fogo. Let's, let's let's because we have our listeners out there. Let's give you top three. So Philadelphia is your number one. Yeah. Go so I got I got Philly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really love uh, the eats that I can get out in L.A. Okay. I think it, just from a uh, you know, there's I mean the Mexican food itself. L.A. The, calls me all the time. Yeah. They have modeling gigs for me. <laughs> L.A. I'll be out there now that I know they got good the, food. The Korean barbecue, <laughs> oh, it, it's incredible. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, I think I have to go with Vegas as my number three. Okay, see now you're stealing my thunder. Yeah, that's my spot. Well, yeah, yeah, I just you know I've been out to Vegas a few times now, and it's I don't think I've ever had a bad meal. Yeah, me, me I agree, and I've uh, that's my spot. Mm-hmm. I uh, fell in love with Vegas, and uh, what I would do is I would get like a three hundred dollar deal for four days. Yep. And it, with the airfare, I, would, on, uh, I think it was Southwest. They're not sponsoring this show, no. so we're not going to name where. But it was like a $300 deal. You go out there for three days. So I've been to Vegas a few times. I uh, think Vegas has the best Italian food Yes, outside of the East Coast. Well, when I go out there, I'm a total foodie. Mm-hmm. So I would have to tell you, when Las Vegas was amazing with the buffet, uh I also loved Gordon Ramsay's burger spot was excellent. Yep. Uh, my spot in Vegas, though, and this is a, a, a dining on a dime tip. 
the top of the Stratosphere Hotel has a uh, a world uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. and the restaurant goes in a circle as you're eating, so you can see the strip. Yeah, and if you're eating at the top of the world restaurant at the Stratosphere Hotel, you're at the very top. The room is rotating, and you can see the uh, fountain show at the Bellagio. Perfect. So that is my spot. It's fine dining. Been there about six times. It was great all six times. Top of the world restaurant at the Stratosphere Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, been there half a dozen times. Top of the line all six times. But you're getting upscale cuisine at a good price. I think two people was like 80 bucks when I was there. Yeah. Uh, but that's my spot in Vegas. Just wanted to teach people that uh, I stayed at the Stratosphere for half the price. I used to stay on the Strip, and I used to pay a ton of money. Yeah. But I decided to start going to the Stratosphere, and I it was actually 50 I forget, but it was a really low price. And there's the Deuce bus right at the end of the parking lot, and it's mm-hmm. called the Deuce, and it's $5 for 24 hours. So even though the Stratosphere is at the end of the Strip, you just pay the $5 for the deuce, and you go all the way down. So that's your dining on the dime tip in Las Vegas. Uh, I also love downtown Vegas. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I, uh, You know, with the uh, the show that they put on, yeah. uh, you know, I enjoyed that too. But what's your spot in Vegas if you could pick one? Have you been to the Wynn Buffet? Uh, I have not been to the Wynn Buffet that's yet. That's Steve Wynn knows how to cook, yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> I that went is to fabulous uh, buffet. I did the Caesar's buffet. Okay. Yeah, but that was really good. And right. I know Caesar's also has uh, this really interesting thing they're doing there. They have their own like sort of indoor food court. Right. So they have like all of the celebrity chefs oh, yeah, yeah, have I've, their I've their little pop ups. Uh, Jada has a spot there. Right. She's my favorite. She's my favorite TV chef. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, Circus Circus was the worst buffet I've been to. I didn't like Circus Circus. They're not going to sponsor the show, so I don't care what they think. Uh, But I did not like the food there. I thought it was horrible. Circus Circus Hotel also is a very good-priced hotel, Mm -hmm. but the Stratosphere is much cleaner. You can literally eat off the floor at the Stratosphere. And I've stayed at the Stratosphere a few times, and I've never had a bad experience. They clean the place really well. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the price is almost half as it Harris and all that down down the strip. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I think the one meal that I always look forward to in Vegas is the steakhouse night. Because oh, yeah. I, I think in Vegas, it's probably the easiest place to find a really good steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it, the list that they have is endless. And, I, I mean, I've hit like three or four of them. Uh, I would go back. But I feel like I have so many more to hit. Right, yeah. exactly. And and I'll tell you, uh, what is your favorite buffet? Do you do a lot of buffets out there? Or? Uh, no, not typically. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Next yeah. trip, just go to Win, and that's just go to Win. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also love in Vegas. I love taking the Deuce Bus. I really do. It's uh, five bucks, twenty four hours. At the time I was out, there, I haven't been out there since twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna. Don't quote my prices. Uh, but it's, you know, 24 hours accessibility. It goes all the way from the one end of the strip all the way down to the other. There's no need to walk if you're worried about walking. Uh, I went once in July. It was unbearable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was I, there, I was there in August. Oh, it was, whew. 
And so I started making my trips in uh, October, and October was perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's a little tips. Uh, Emerald Lagasse is in my book, Table for One at Barnes & Noble. I write about Emerald. But uh, also, I'm not biased, but his restaurants have never failed me. Mm-hmm. I've always gone to an Emerald Lagasse restaurant. I did it in Bethlehem. I went in Florida, and I went in Vegas, and I've never had a bad experience. I'm not saying that because he's in my book and or nothing like that, but I, I really, really have never had a bad experience at an Emerald Lagasse restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he has that sort of like Creole, Italian sort of style of cooking, that New Orleans flair. Yeah, if you're going to go yeah. out there to Vegas, try that banana cream pie mm-hmm. from Emeralds. That was... That was life changing. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was really good. So here's a couple tips we gave you about uh, Matt. We have another minute or two minutes. Uh, what other places have you been? Just list them all. What other places? Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Lake Placid, New York. They okay. got they got a great steakhouse up there. They got great pizza shops. Um, you know. Uh, Florida, like the Tampa area, the Orlando area. I was in uh, Tampa. Big, yeah, I loved it. Big fans of that. Uh, I've been in you know, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maryland especially. I really love going to, especially the Baltimore and the D.C. area. Oh yeah, Baltimore yeah. Harbor is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was at Bubba Gump Shrimp. Just I did a book signing at the Barnes. It sounds like I'm bragging. I'm using the whole platform to brag, <laughs> but I was I did a book signing at the Barnes and Noble on the uh, waterfront mm-hmm. and, on the harbor down there. Beautiful. Yeah, I actually sometimes uh, don't, I don't even go down to eat. Sometimes I'll go down just to grab crabs to bring back up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know people that do that. I know yeah. a guy that used to on a whim go down to Baltimore and grab some crabs. Like mm-hmm. it would just be, oh man, Sixers are up by ten. Oh, you want to go to get crabs? Okay, mm-hmm. and he would leave and go. It was a bizarre. But uh, I know people like that. What other spots, Matt? We have another minute. Uh, were your favorites? Uh, yeah, I talked about Vegas. Talked about. Dallas, L.A., um, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's fun too. How was the Mall of America? Minneapolis. Give us some emails. I want to. I want to try to go to the Mall of America. I heard it was uh, just a big mall. I mean, it's <laughs> it's so big, it's almost intimidating. <laughs> they have a roller coaster in there or something, right? Like I, I thought, I was just going to have to like just wait at a Wetzel's pretzel and like put one of those, <laughs> just put the message out on the loudspeaker. It's like. Excuse me, uh, for the parents of Matt, he's at the Wetzel's Pretzels on floor three. <laughs> I was at a mall one time, and they had that, what's that woman? That used to, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had a concert at the mall. <laughs> I wonder how much she got paid for that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, I got tons of foodie news that we can mm-hmm. dive into. Sure. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. All right, we are back. Today is all about America. Today is November 3rd. We're recording this on November 3rd on uh, uh Election Day, so we decided to do a show about America, American news. Uh, let's start with the news. Uh, Guy Fieri is opening two new restaurants in the Philadelphia area. He's going to be at uh, the new casino, I believe. Okay, now, 
Do you have strong feelings about Guy Fieri? Because uh, I know I feel like he he's bad press. He's become one of the most divisive people in the food world. Well, he does get bad press because he had that one restaurant in New York that didn't. But I can't say a bad word about him because I went down to Chester at the Harris and I I absolutely loved it. Right, I've never actually gotten to eat at one of his restaurants, but I mean. Diners, drive-ins, and dives is an entertaining show. Right, I, I love mean, it. guys, grocery games also entertaining. He donates to charity. He pays his staff incredibly yeah, well. Sure, I mean, he officiated like a five hundred person uh, gay wedding once. Right, when it became legal. I mean, I don't see how people can hate the guy. Right, exactly. I, I I have nothing bad to say about him. I just know he got bad press. That's yeah. all. Uh, People hate blonde, blonde hair, I guess. <laughs> Flame T-shirts. IHOP has a fall menu that has mummy pancakes. How about that? Uh, Cheesecake Factory actually has an online cookbook with recipes for their food. So would you would you partake in that? Like, are you one of those people that go to a fast food restaurant and try to replicate it when you go home? You know, I, I've been noticing that uh, has been a trend recently. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of clone recipes. Um, it's not something that I would typically do with like a typical, with like a fast food joint. Right. But for some of the Cheesecake Factory items, I, I might give it a go. Okay. They, uh, have a, they have like a miso, I think it's like a miso salmon or like a miso sea bass. It's, oh, it's so delicious and it's on like over a bed of... Uh, risotto. Wow. Yeah. And here's a nice helpful thing that you guys in the restaurant industry might like. The National Restaurant Association is offering free COVID-19 training for hospitality workers. So if you want to learn more about, you know, uh, the COVID-19, you want to be trained in it, they're doing it for free. Fruity Pebbles has candy bars. I don't know how I feel about this. I think Fruity Pebbles are very fruity, and I don't know if I would like it in a candy bar. Hmm. What's your thoughts on that? I know, because I had, I had like those milk and cereal bars that were pretty good. But if you candy uh, a fruity pebbles, that might be over the top. Okay. Mountain Dew is making hot sauce. That's an interesting thing to me. Do the Dew. I uh, tell you what, I'm actually interested in that. Would you do the Mountain Dew uh, hot sauce? Yeah, because I guess Mountain Dew is mostly based off of citrus flavors. So, uh, you know, a, a pop of citrus in a hot sauce could be something that could be pretty delicious. That does sound good. Uh, you know, as long as it's not that green color, maybe. I don't. <laughs> uh, let's see. There is a cinnamon Coke. And a cranberry Sprite. What's your thoughts? Do you like those flavors in uh, sodas? So I've had them both. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll take the cranberry Sprite every day. Uh, I think the, uh, the like the cranberry Sprite and then the 7-Up, those are sort of holiday things. Those are going to be coming out in the next few weeks. The Cinnamon Coke, I don't know if that's still out. That might have flopped because it was not very good. Oh, it wasn't? Uh, I just it was, It was odd. Like, <laughs> it was odd because of the the carbonation and the cinnamon. It was just it was uh, kind of like a taste bud overload. There was too much happening in your mouth at once. Nice uh, Reese's. I, I eat the Reese's Big Cup. I enjoy it, uh, mm -hmm. but now they have a big cup that's filled with pretzels. Don't know. I'm not sure if I want that uh, challenge of eating because I don't have the best uh, teeth here. 
I mean, as long as it's not frozen, I think it's going to be okay. But see, I understand chocolate and pretzels. Right. I don't think peanut butter and pretzels works. Right. Um, I do also know that Reese's uh, has sort of ditched the nutrageous oh, okay. and instead now outrageous. So they've taken like the the fast break bar, and instead of having extra nuts in it, they now have Reese's Pieces in it. Oh, okay, I, yeah. that's, that's my thing right there. Uh, oh, we we've done these. That's why I knew it. I knew they sounded familiar. Uh, Pringles has a Cajun fries flavor. Cajun fries. Mm. Uh, strawberry frosted donut co- costume. Uh, Tostino Totino's has toastables. They're similar to pop ups or pop tarts, but they Mm -hmm. are uh, Totino's. Yeah, that sounds. You know, that makes sense, doesn't it? I I mean, I mean, if you think about it, that makes total sense. I mean, Totino's they they know what they're doing in the microwave category. (laughs) And there's also a uh, a cheese board with a slot to hold your wine glass, which I thought was interesting. For uh, for her birthday, I got my mother. Because she's a, a big Star Wars nut. I got her a Star Wars-themed cheese board. How about that? Yes. You don't mess around right there. That's no. pretty cool. I try to be a good gift giver. I want to get your opinion. Matt Marite is a expert. Uh, Stouffer's is now selling fanny packs uh, that will let you heat up your food in the fanny pack or reheat something right in your fanny pack. <laughs> I love it. Are you calling me a Stouffer's expert no, or no, no, a fanny pack saying, expert? But what is your thoughts on that? I think that is brilliant. It I, has like a little mechanism that will heat up your food and keep your food warm. I don't want anything uh, that I wear around my waist <laughs> to be able to heat up unless it's for like a specific medical purpose. I I, I, I sweat so much I could keep the food hot myself. <laughs> also, yeah. I, I, I don't need to I don't need lasagna on the go. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you're entertaining or going over someone's house, I just thought that sound, it's one of them things that sounds brilliant till you think about it, <laughs> till you examine it. It did sound brilliant. IHOP is closing 100 stores due to COVID. That's a shame. And in our local Philadelphia area, we just found out that a city tavern, uh, or is it city tavern? Yeah. Uh, with Chef Stop is closing. Yeah, that's a shame. COVID has really messed a lot of people up. Taco Bell has removed the Mexican pizza. I don't know. I was a fan of the Mexican. What was your thoughts on the Mexican pizza? You know, I never had it. I had a pretty. Oh, I loved. I had a pretty specific Taco Bell order, and my beef with them is getting rid of my Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Tacos. (laughs) So we are anti Taco Bell. McDonald's has brought back the McRib. What is the deal with the McRib? I don't, they can't seem to decide. It's the time we need it most. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think the sandwich was all that great. And there's so much. It's in, it's out. It's, it's you know. Well, yeah, I mean? but again, it's the seasonal offering. McDonald's is, you know, pivoting to do a lot of uh, different things, which I think they're sort of piggybacking off of what they see Burger King and Wendy's doing. Right, right. So, I, I mean, I think it's a good move for McDonald's always anytime you bring the McRib back. Okay, and here is why I am wrong a lot. And this is, I just <laughs> caught my mistake. I caught my mistake within three minutes. It is actually not a fanny pack for heating. There's actually, it's a lunch bag 
that actually cooks a frozen meal and reheats le- leftovers. So it's not a fanny. I get the fanny pack and the lunch bag. Mixed okay. Up. So well, that's a little bag, bit better. That makes yeah. sense. Do, All right. But Does would you have to, is it like battery powered? Yeah. You think? Something okay, like yeah. that. So people at home were probably like, wait a second. He just said there's a fanny pack. And they're probably like, that doesn't even make sense. But it is a lunch bag. That's why I, I got them mixed up. Alcohol expert, Matt Maratea, candy cane beer with chocolate and peppermint notes. What's your thoughts? Yes. You like now, it? Now, we actually do something like this at Zed's. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we do our, our, peppermint, our, our candy cane stout. And, I mean, chocolate and peppermint is a natural combination. Nice. Uh, you know, it's just peppermint is a flavor you have to be so careful with right because it's so easy to overdo it and turn that beer into toothpaste <laughs> that's true yeah. i never thought about it that yeah. way but i i love winter flavors this is uh, the next three four weeks are going to fly by for me because i'm finally going to start getting all of those flavors that i love like oh, the, yeah there's going to be the gingerbreads the nutmegs, clove is coming out of the woodwork. Now we're going to start getting peppermints. It's, yes. Nice. Sonic has an espresso milkshake. What's your thoughts? I, I like coffee-flavored stuff. Yeah. I I'm like espresso. With. I like Sonic. I like milkshakes. I like roller skates. I mean, they're, nice. they can do no wrong. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's also pumpkin-shaped bagels with licorice to make it the pumpkin stem. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you need to play around with bagels, making them look like stuff. Uh, Krispy Kreme just put out a bunch of uh, monster-shaped donut. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Walmart has a seasonal uh, pack that you can buy a whole bunch of seasonal uh, hot sauces at one time. So they'll be seasonal flavors, but they'll be hot. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I think seasonality is – it's gone beyond food trend. I think now seasonality is a food norm. And I think it's good. I think you have to start doing things that fit the atmosphere, that fit times of year, fit flavors. And I think it helps. Uh, I'm a coffee mate guy. When I go to uh, 7-Eleven, I'm the guy putting a ton of coffee mate in his coffee. Coffee mate is coming out with a mint truffle and a caramel toffee flavor. Something that uh, you would like or no? Car- caramel toffee, yes. Caramel toffee, 100% I'm in. Mint truffle. In, uh, mint and coffee is, that's a new one for me. That's, okay. I would have a little bit of trepid. I would be very hesitant on there, that first pour. And there's also a fast convenience store place that has blueberry coffee that's awful. <laughs> Let me put that out there while we're. Well, we're talking about different flavors. <laughs> I've had I've had a blueberry coffee that yeah. actually wasn't bad. Really? But uh, that that one's hard to do. Blueberry is a tough flavor. Ooh, that's a tough one. How about the new cinnamon toast crunch milk? Have anyone uh, has anyone had it? They have milk flavored like cinnamon toast crunch. I have not. I just I can't. I, and, I don't like flavored. And milk. let me tell you something. This made my whole year. Twenty twenty has not been the best year for a lot of us. But this information may took my year from a negative to a plus. There are now turkey and stuffing flavored potato chips. Yes, turkey and stuffing flavored potato chips. Yeah, there's also a Gino's cheesesteak Lay's now, though. <laughs> I'm down with it. I love it. 
I, I, I am a big fan of turkey and stuffing. I, if you can put that in anything, I'll take it. Now, I've had chicken chips. Right. Which is actually potato chips. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's that, well, it's chicken that's pounded and fried so thin that it becomes a potato chip. That's good. Okay. I don't think turkey translates to a chip. How about Arby's? Arby's is coming out with a deep-fried turkey sandwich. So pe- you're going to get a turkey sandwich that's deep-fried. Have pe- you had deep-fried turkey at Thanksgiving? The people at Arby's are geniuses. <laughs> they are. If you go to a right, the right one. And I have had a deep-fried <laughs> turkey. It was delicious. Um, ah, that makes me miss my uncle because he deep-fries his turkeys. He lives out in the uh, kind of the sticks oh, part wow. of New Jersey. Yeah, we haven't been back there for Thanksgiving in a while, unfortunately. And uh, my the head brewer owner uh, of Zed's, he deep fries his turkey every year. He swears by it. It's the only way he will eat turkey. How about that? Yeah. And uh, I loved it. I had it one time, and I absolutely loved So Arby's is coming out with deep fried turkey sandwich. Jenny O, which is a smart idea. Did you know how many people call the turkey hotline every Thanksgiving? No. The number will blow your mind. I didn't look up the number, but I've read it before for another show we did. And the amount of people that call the turkey hotline is staggering. So Jenny O is coming out with a turkey hotline, which is a smart idea. Uh, that You know, you call the number and you get tips on how to cook the turkey. You see, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a typical man. I'm not going to ask for directions, <laughs> let alone call a turkey hotline. <laughs> We have one minute till break. I want to ask our fourth member of our team, Taylor, I want to ask you your favorite spot that you visit. We're doing uh, places around the U.S. Favorite spot that you have gone that you enjoyed. Uh, Taylor is our fourth member of our team. He's the most important member of our team because he's the engineer. And we don't get Taylor involved enough, but I'm curious. Uh, Taylor, have you been to anywhere around the U.S. that you thought was just amazing? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I'd say nothing specific, but any L.A. taco spot. Okay. Yeah. Nice. L.A. for tacos. L.A. for tacos. He said mm-hmm. the same thing. So Taylor's down with the L.A. tacos. Uh, just so everyone knows, Taylor is our engineer. He is the most important person on our team, and we like to get him involved every once in a while. We're going to take a break, and we we come back. More foodie news to close out the show. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Okay, we are back. We're going to final 15 minutes of the podcast. We're going to do foodie news, uh, and then we're going to close it out. Uh, Next item, there's a website that you can go to that tells you when the McDonald's ice cream machine is broken and what McDonald's it's broken. What's your thoughts? Does it say always? (laughs) Is it it just a machine? (laughs) Is it just a site that says always? That became popular over the last couple of years. It's almost always broken. I think it's people that don't want to get dirt, you know, the stuff on their hands. I can't be broke that often. Now, personally, I'm a frosty guy. I'm not... 
you know, dying to get a McFlurry. It's not something I ask for very often. Right. Uh, do you have a preference? I actually uh, do. I actually I try to avoid fast food because there's so many local businesses that mm-hmm. could use support. I try not to eat fast food, but I will go to McDonald's and get a cup of the ice cream. Okay, yeah. And I have had experience with them broken. Do I think there's a need for a website to tell me which machines are broken? I think that's a little bit too much of a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, the person building the website is what yeah. I'm talking I don't know if that's necessary, but uh, because is someone going to choose to go somewhere else? I, mean, I don't think ice cream is the number one priority. Yeah. You know, when people are in the air. I don't know. Yeah, I have a general fast food rule, and it's, like, not in daylight hours. Oh, okay. So you'll catch me at, like, McDonald's or at Wendy's either really early in the morning or really late at night. That's the the times you'll see me there (laughs) when nothing else is open. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Burger King is offering a 99-cent Whopper through Uber Eats. So if you order from Burger King through Uber Eats... Supposedly, the Whopper is $0.99. Cents. Uh, because of the pandemic, shortcuts and slow cookers have great, greatly gained in popularity. Shortcuts, slow cookers, air fryers, yeah. And I want to let our listeners know that if you go to lastoutmedianetwork.com, uh, our past five shows are on there. We did a quick and easy meal uh, show last week that I highly recommend. It's a quick and easy meals uh, quick and easy meals and comfort foods have gained in popularity uh, since the last six months or eight months, mm-hmm. and we have a show about both. We have a show about comfort foods, and we have a show about quick and easy meals right at lastoutmedianetwork.com. Inner city kids are eating fast food twice a week, and I guess that's just because it's there, you know, most of your fast food places. Uh, there's a fast food link to bad grades. Did you know that? Yeah, I bad mean, food is linked to bad. Grades. Yeah, if you're if you're not getting the proper nutrition, then I mean that can be detrimental to you know your health, both mentally, physically. I mean, if you're not taking a multivitamin in the morning, it could get worse. I mean, it all trickles down. I mean, you are what you eat, essentially. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately <Yeah>. for me, <laughs> uh, Ego is selling pumpkin pie and gingerbread pancakes. I don't know. Is that a little bit too sweet? You think? I don't know, pumpkin pumpkin pie-flavored and gingerbread-flavored pancakes? I I mean, I'm a little over the the pumpkin fanaticism. I don't need that so much. But I like the idea of a gingerbread pancake because the ginger has that spice level to it, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that could be pretty good. Okay. Uh, Let's get a couple of these around the country. This is our... Uh, you know, the United States show, yeah. America paying tribute. Uh, here's a couple things you might not know. Baked Alaska is not from Alaska. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas state beverage is milk, which is, I found interesting. Yeah. Georgia's state crop is the peanut, and we all know Jimmy Carter was from Georgia, and he was a peanut uh, farmer. Which, uh, I mean, uh, Georgia more commonly known for peaches, though, right? Right. But they have a state, the state crop is peanuts. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi mud pie is not the official state dessert. Even though Mississippi mud pie is very famous, uh, they actually have no official food for the state of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Kool-Aid is Nebraska's state beverage. Who would have thought? Kool-Aid is the state beverage of Nebraska. I thought that was cool. Uh, Here's something, Matt. Nevada eats more shrimp than the rest of the entire United States combined. Landlocked, I guess because of the buffet. Landlocked country, too. Or How about that? How about that? So Nevada, let's just let this sink in. Nevada eats more shrimp than the entire United States combined. Think about that. that let that marinate. <laughs> New York's official state snack is yogurt. That was kind of surprising. Uh, North Dakota's state fruit is choke cherry. Do you know what that is, choke cherry? No, I do not. That is the state fruit of the great state of North Dakota. Oregon, here's up your alley, Matt. Oregon loves beer so much that yeast is the official state microbe. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, Oregon, Portland specifically is a great, great beer town. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. They listen a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Wisconsin state pastry is called Kringle, which I thought was interesting. Now, Wisconsin is uh, – that's a place I that – I would love to go there. My, my mother and brothers have been to, and they loved it out there. They had a ball. Oh, I would love that, too. And I think – and they have a special way of cooking their burgers. Oh, really? Yeah. They do, uh, they do the steamed burger. And those are incredibly juicy, apparently. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because of the steam. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be. Uh, Pringles has brought back pickle chips. What's your thoughts on pickle chips? We had a local, very famous uh, che- uh, burger place do a burger with pickle chips and stuff. So what's your thoughts? I like pickles. You do, but yeah. not on chips. I just, uh, you know, I like pickles. I like crunch. I think it works. Um I think people who put hoagies in pickles are doing a little too much because I, I think the pickle, there's a reason they're so small, right? Or there's a reason why it's served in a spear next to your fries and, you know, your massive sandwich, right? Okay. A pickle goes a long way. And here's you don't a, need too much. Here's the thing. I don't know why this hasn't been done years ago. But M&M's now has mixed bags with three separate flavors. Why didn't they do that years ago? I mean, you have three, what, peanut butter, you have the caramel, right? Why wouldn't they just put them all in the same bag a long time ago? Maybe peanut allergies. Oh, that's true, yes. Uh, Arby's is thinking about selling their meat by the pound. So you can go there, you like the Arby's roast beef, you can start buying it by the pound. What do you think about that? I think they need to do that tonight. Yeah, right. I'll, st- I'll stop on the way home. Hello, Mr. Arby. Do that tonight, please. Uh, Mountain Dew is coming out with a watermelon Mountain Dew. Hmm. They can't be stopped. I mean, <laughs> Little Debbie's oatmeal cream pies, and I must tell you, the oatmeal cream pie from Little Debbie's, I have eaten probably a million. I used to get four of them every day. This uh, is this is good news, right? No, yeah, yeah. They're okay. actually making it. In, they're making it into a cereal. Oh, okay, good. All right, I'll take more. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nice cereal. Uh, Moon pies have a pumpkin spice flavor. Too much pumpkin spice. I can't do it. But I support moon pies. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Uh, They now have vanilla Tootsie Rolls. Uh, Vanilla Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls were special to me because they were chocolate. 
I, I was never a Tootsie Roll guy, but I know uh, there is a vanilla variety that I love. The Charleston Chew. Okay. The vanilla Charleston Chews. Uh, put them in the, the fridge for 20, 30 minutes after you get home. Wait. And then, oh, it's so good. Papa John's is now only going to use, they have made a decision to only use dull pineapples. First of all, pineapple on pizza is a, you know, it's uh, mixed reviews. It is an egregious sin. <laughs> but they're only going to use dull pineapples. Now, uh, have you seen the advertisements for the newest Papa John product, the Papadilla? Yes. I, I almost feel asha- <laughs> I almost feel ashamed to say that it looks delicious, right? Because I guess it, it's like a pizza quesadilla or like a folded pizza. I mean, it just oh, I don't know. Uh, we have about three minutes, so let's go run through a few of these. They now have Golden Girl shot glasses. So Taylor, you can do some shots to uh, Sophia. <laughs> okay, but they got Golden Girl shot glasses. Well, then the next question is, who is your favorite Golden Girl? Oh, my favorite Golden Girl by far is Rue McClanahan. Okay. I, I am a huge Rue McClanahan fan. I'm a B. Arthur guy. Oh, say that again. That sounded pretty cool. Rue McClanahan fan. <laughs> she should have had a fan club name. <laughs> uh, Bush has released a beer just for dogs. So if you guys want to uh, get some beer for your dog and have some fun, Bush has a beer. Yeah. Uh, Amazon is selling 27-pound buckets of mac and cheese. 27-pound buckets of mac and cheese. Uh, Ritz peanut butter flavored ice cream cracker. Ritz peanut butter cracker flavored ice cream. What's your thoughts? That could be very good. I like a peanut butter cracker. I like something a little bit crunchy in my ice cream. Now I'm more of a fan of the Ritz peanut or the Ritz cheese crackers, but they would not be a good ice cream. No, I don't <laughs> yeah, think so. so. Right, we got two minutes. Uh, Twinkies now have a cereal also. So they're coming out with Twinkie cereal. I guess what we mentioned on our quick and easy ideas, mm-hmm. like a lot of people are going towards cereal if they don't have time. You know what I mean? You just work the 20-hour shift. A lot of people are rolling towards cereal because there's a lot of cereals being made. Of well, I think also it's a great way for brand extensions because okay. I think these are relatively cheap food items to make. And the flavoring itself is probably a little bit more simpler when you're dealing with just simply grains. I'll tell you what, I'm down with this. Uh, William Samo- Sonoma, good friends at William Sonoma, are making Disney-themed cookware. Yes. Sounds fun. I'm yeah. a huge fan. Uh, I have a, uh, well, not not me. Uh, my girlfriend has an Olaf waffle maker from Frozen. <laughs> okay. Uh, they now sell Oreo popcorn, which I thought was weird. Uh, Cape Cod now has sour cream and onion chips. Cape Cod. Finally. Yes. I've been living off of their white cheddar chips for as long as I can remember now. But uh, sour cream and onion. Thank, Kudos, Cape Kudos, Cod. Kudos, Cape Cod. Uh, gigantic ring pops are now available. They're making the ring pops gigantic. I was never a big ring pop I was kid. never Not a ring yeah. pop fan. Okay, I want everyone to know that we are going to do a bonus show this week. So if you're listening right now, check our platform on Friday. And we are doing a live bonus show from a local Philadelphia restaurant. Please note, if you're listening around the world, uh, every time we do a local show, I always put the word bonus. If it doesn't say bonus, that means the content is for everyone around the world. But But if I put bonus, you'll still like it. Yeah. 
But if I put bonus, it's a local show. So if you're reading our uh, our archives, you see the word bonus. That's us from a local restaurant. But still, listen, because you'll learn a lot of stuff. Our cheesesteak show gave a lot of great information about cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. But I just want people to differentiate between the show for the world audience and the show for the local. It will say bonus, but you can still learn a lot from those shows. And personally... I think you should be taking these bonus episodes, our global audience, yes, and using them to help plan your perfect Philadelphia food trip. Believe it or not, Philadelphia had an incredible amount of visitors. It's mm-hmm. one of the top five, I believe, in the entire United States. So our show is a perfect uh, resource for the people visiting Philadelphia because we do a lot of good stuff locally. I'm still thinking about that sriracha cheesesteak we had from our last live oh, show brother. from the old yeah, brother. Yeah. Great. And we are going to end the show Dining on a Dime 1 on all social media platforms. You've got to use the number one because someone used regular Dining on a Dime and we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dining on a Dime, the number one on all social media platforms. Lastoutmedianetwork.com will let you listen to our past recent shows. If you want to listen to all our shows, I would recommend Chartable.com only because my website's being redone. Until the website is totally remodeled, I would recommend going to Chartable or any podcast platform. We're on Amazon Music every day. Mm-hmm. You can listen to us. And I'm going to close out and go to Matt to close out the show. There are Ugly Sweater Holiday Pop-Tarts. That's all i got to say. That's my last news bit. Ugly Sweater Holiday Pop-Tarts. Matt, give your plug so we can end the show. Well, sign me up for a box. Make sure you <laughs> check out this show. Uh, subscribe anywhere you can. Absolutely. Uh, review that always helps as well. Five stars, we would if love you please. A review. We do mention we read the five star reviews on the air. I want to make sure everyone yeah. knows that. And you can always find me for more information on sports, food, beer at mmaratea22. That's m m a r a t e a two two on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, untapped uh, as well. If you're looking for beer only, uh, you can also find all of my written work at lastoutmedia.com. Uh, we do a ton of sports stuff. You can see Kevin's food pieces there. Last one was top five uh, food locations outside That's of Philly. Because I take the regional yeah. rail. Yeah, uh, All right along the regional rail. Uh, really awesome stuff. And you can also check out my podcast, as I said before, on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, SoundCloud, all of the major platforms. Be sure to look out for that Sport Chance Pod on the social media platforms as well if you want to keep up with that. Awesome. We'll see you for a bonus show on Friday, but a brand new show for our listeners around the world next Tuesday. All right. Check out our new podcast, Learn About World Cuisine, where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country, and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show.